You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The third round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grab each day. The best part? It's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your free shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Cajun. I'm joined by Nick Floor. Nick, you're giving me a funny look there. What's going on today, buddy? You know, it's hotter than shit right now. It's in the hundreds in California, in, in the valley. It feels like I'm dying and I'm sweating. Okay, that was the funny look, eh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, when you just feel every orifice and crevasse just seeping sweat. Crevasse, that's the that's the word of the day here. Yeah, it's like crevice, but it sounds cooler. No, it sounds, it's like a little French flair in there, you know? <laughs> well, we are Canadians fans on this podcast currently, so... Uh, I don't. I don't want to say Speak that for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My producer here is not not loving that. I am um, multiple people in one, so that's what I mean. <laughs> Me okay. and my multiple personality disorders are all Canadians fans. There you go. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take all it. Right. Um, so we're going to continue doing our player reviews. Uh, this episode is going to be looking at Ryan Donato. So we're going to be talking about Ryan Donato this episode. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. And you can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. Nick? You can follow me on Twitter at Nick Floor underscore. And uh, producer Pigeon. Producer underscore Pigeon. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, he's, he's a Canadian fan. Pigeon. Pigeon, yeah, he has to be. He's from, yeah. from Montreal. I like Dijon Get more. Back. I like Dijon more than that crappy yellow mustard that Nick put on his watermelon last oh, week. Oh, I like a, I'm a spicy brown guy. I think I actually said it on uh, the podcast. So I am spicy literally brown. spicy brown. So we're All right, uh, let's, let's move DMs. on from that. <laughs> let's not get too deep into that. Uh, Ryan Donato is the guy that we're talking about. Uh, today, Ryan Donato just joined the San Jose Sharks this season. Uh, we acquired him for a third round draft pick. So at the end of the day, we didn't give up much to get Ryan Donato. It was kind of an experiment to see what this guy could do. We brought this guy in and he played well at the start of the season, but he didn't continue that. There was no consistency. Ryan Donato ended up with only 20 points in 50 games, six goals, 
14 assists. That's on, on an 82 game pace. That's 33 points for Ryan Donato. I think this team was expecting at least a 40 point guy uh, from from Ryan Donato. 30 points first year with a team. Uh, for a third round pick, not not the worst trade well, though. Thirty in in a projected eighty two games. He was only technically had 20. in in eighty two. Yeah. yeah. Well, what did he have? Sorry, what did he have? So he actually year? had twenty points in fifty six. That's not that bad. It's not that bad. But almost here's the, half. Well, here's half. the other thing though. Ryan Donato had more opportunities, especially early in the season, with the Sharks team offensively, and I don't think he capitalized. And another thing too. I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I feel like he got most of those points in about two, three weeks in that run where he did play really well for this team. And then the rest of the year, there was just, there, there was nothing. There's nothing from the guy offensively and he doesn't bring enough to the table outside of offense. And I know that there are expectations for him to really step it up on the power play too. And correct me if I'm wrong, boys. I don't think that happened to the expectations of Doug Wilson. No, no, uh, no not at all. Not to anybody, honestly. Ryan Donato is like, you ever go out to a restaurant and you get the side. Not for a while. Well, yeah, I'm I'm really tapping into the fucking past here when I talk about <laughs> going to a restaurant. Where's you ever go to a restaurant and you get like the appetizers or the sides? And you're like, oh, it's really fucking good. You know, I can't wait for my entree that's gonna come out. Yeah, be the main course. And then you eat the entree and you want to throw the plate against the wall because it's dog shit. That's Ryan Donato, the hockey. Player. <laughs> because <laughs> like he brings so many like little things here to the side that really get you hyped up i mean i think it was against darcy kemper he made darcy kemper look like an absolute bonobo on the ice just well, like oh what the fuck is going on just, no it's it's a good point nick because i mean i think you could call a shootout a kind of an appetizer right because yeah. and and he was filthy Filthy in shootouts, especially early in the season. I mean, some of the nicest shootout goals, breakaway goals that I've seen came from Brian Donato as a San Jose Shark early on this season. So you're right. He has those tools. He has the offensive pieces. He's just yep. he's not putting it together right now. And, you know, I just want to look at some stats here. You know, you can tell that, you know, the coaching staff didn't trust Ryan Donato by the end of the season. And I'm looking at the quarters of the season. And in the last quarter of this season, Ryan Donato played nine games, had zero goals, one assist. And his time on ice dropped from 14 minutes to nine minutes um, from quarter one to quarter four for the San Jose Sharks. So I think it showed that they didn't trust him in any defensive zone uh, faceoffs. Um, they didn't trust him on the PK. Maybe he got some time on the second power play unit. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's any trust with Ryan Donato. No, I mean, he was given ample opportunity as well. Like you said, throughout the, the first quarter of the year, at least, he was put up. I think he started on the actual second line, if I'm not being yes, mistaken. Yes, he did. Um, and then kind of just went throughout, slowly getting demoted over and over. Even with the likes of like a Matt Nieto not, you know, being injured and not having somewhere to play. We, we had people getting pulled up, like, you know, even Bear Banoff was making very he was doing very well uh for the sharks on that second line with hurdle and uh with in Evander Kane towards the end of the year. Ryan Donato just didn't seem to find his five on five mesh with the Sharks. So just yep. that's been his whole MO, his whole career though. And I think uh Isha can like attest to that. Even with Minnesota, he just had so to just too much inconsistency throughout his throughout the year this season for the Sharks to to just be that top six or even that middle six player that the Sharks want. So, well, with Minnesota, it was a little bit different because he was he was buried. You know, he he got maybe second unit power play at times when players were banged up, like if Zuccarello was out or something like that. 
and realistically was just buried on the fourth line, getting like 10 minutes a night. He, he would get opportunities early in the games, and if he didn't capitalize on it in one or two shifts, then Everson and even Boudreau before that would just staple him to the fourth. So I think even people in Minnesota were really happy that, okay, this guy's going to get an opportunity in San Jose, and it just sucks that he didn't capitalize on it. Well, and you know, one big stat I'm looking at, his, his shooting percentage when he was with Minnesota, now granted, I, he can't sustain this. It was at 14.7%. 10 minutes a night. Still, 14.7% had 14 goals in 62 games. Comes to San Jose, that goes down to 5.8%. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. The uns- I agree with you when you say it's unsustainable because that's in that's an insane shooting percentage for 10 fucking minutes a night. It is. Yeah. No, it is. And, you know, uh, the San Jose Sharks are going to have to qualify him for $2.16 million this offseason if they want to keep him. Um, is that something that you think the San Jose Sharks want to do? Is it worth extending this guy, keeping him around? Because I think you know what you have. You have a 30-point guy who's not going to contribute much defensively. I have a I have a scenario that I think should answer this question moving forward. If you're the Seattle Kraken and you can pick between Redeem Shimek, can't stay healthy, Martin Jones, a, a dog shit goaltender at five point seven five a year, or Ryan Donato, a young guy who can get two point one six million dollars and can hopefully crack your roster, get a fresh start, whatever it may be, but he's young. He's a very young guy. Who would you select? Yeah, no, that's a great point. I would select Ryan Donato out of those guys. And that's what I think is going to happen. I don't necessarily think the Sharks are going to have to worry about him being on the books next year because I I project him to be the person that Seattle takes. There's not really anyone else on the Sharks roster worth grabbing. So (laughs) That's a good point. I I project him to actually be on the Seattle Kraken uh, next year. But if the Sharks do have to end up you know, initiating that qualifying offer, I don't think that they're going to bring him back for that for that level of money. Maybe they do just to see how he can mesh with a different 3C because we've talked about how bad the Sharks were down the middle. You know, they have Couture, Hurdle, shit show. So that's a good point because put, put professionally, like Casey Sezikis. Yeah, well, him. professionally, he hasn't played with the top center. Like even in Minnesota, when he got opportunities on the, the in the top six, like Eric Stahl and maybe Eric Sinek was on his was on his other side. Like that's the thing. There was a big question mark there too. So if he's a pure north south scorer who needs to be set up on the power play, he kind of needs a complimenting player. Yeah. And um he didn't establish much of a kind of a rapport with Hurdle. He didn't fit with the playing style of the Couture line. Maybe he needs a little bit of an older, slower setup guy, maybe defensively or- oriented since this is a Canadian stand podcast, uh, maybe a, a Deneau, if, if that's how you pronounce it, Philip Deneau, uh, a defensively oriented or a very good two-way sentiment that can provide great setup opportunities for him. Um, that's my only my only projection is if they bring him back would be in that role. Um, but I don't know. I, I honestly feel like the Seattle Kraken are going to take him in the draft or in the expansion draft this year because... As much as I want Brent Burns to be selected, I don't think the Sharks are going to allow him to go, I don't want to say for free, but I don't think that they're going to put him up there. I think they're going to expose Shimmick. I think they're going to expose, I think they're going to keep Gambrell. Um, but I think they're going to expose Donato and see if Seattle wants to take a stab with him. Because, you know, the, we may have given up a third round pick for him, but it, we got that third round pick in the Pittsburgh trade where we sent Marlowe to Pittsburgh. 
So listen, listen, an expansion draft comes through and you end up losing in value a third round pick. Whoop de woo. I mean, the, yeah. you can walk away from that and it doesn't affect your organization yeah. whatsoever. It's not like you're Florida or Minnesota, you know, giving your left nut. Or over. it's not like yeah. if you're, you know, the San Jose Sharks and the Ottawa Senators have your first round pick, something like that, you know. Yeah. That's Man. like there's so many teams in the expansion draft for Vegas gave up their left foot to protect their toenail. Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. yeah. But oh, guys, and just imagine how different this this line of you know history could have been if Tavares was the player who San Jose signed instead of Eric Carlson instead of bringing yeah. in Eric Carlson. It's, it's just like crazy to think could about. Have easily have been more competitive for that 2019 Cup run. 100. percent And as I think much they would. As Eric Carlson backpacked them. I don't know. Well, not for the future. Yeah, I mean, we're 100%. When we do the Eric Carlson episode, we're definitely going to bring that up because I do think if John Tavares was a San Jose Shark that this team wouldn't even be in the spot where we're in right now. We might be talking about playoffs. Vlasic would be the only issue. Yeah, exactly. So we'll leave it at that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about when we bring up the Eric Carlson episode because oh, that's a tease. Uh, that's a, that's oh, a juicy yeah. one coming up. Um, let's talk about the final grade, the buy sell meter uh, for Ryan Donato. It looks like his shooting percentage was below average, and that's something that I brought up earlier. Five point eight percent. Everything else looked to be about normal for where Ryan Donato should be. His five on five shooting percentage, six point nine points per sixty minutes was 1.9 um so yeah very very average if you look at the stats for uh donato except for his shooting percentage yeah and uh secondary assists coming in at uh 28.6 percent on that one um again like in the lower than where you expect him to be type of area but again that's not his play style we just talked about it he was very much so he needs to be the guy getting set up it seemed like it, it he wasn't the guy setting anyone up it was very obvious with his play on the ice. It was very obvious uh, with where he was as far as his line mates. He was lost with the Sharks this year. Um, I I think he could have been better, but I think he could have been significantly worse at the no, exact same time on, on this team. If you, if you look at him and his points production, now I don't know if this is speaking more towards Donato being good, and we've talked about Carlson before, but I don't know if this is speaking to how bad Eric Carlson was this year. If you're just tunneling in on points for the year donato had 20 points eric carlson had 22 points so going back to each's point where it's like you know what that's at that's at point four points you know per game essentially you could be doing significantly worse so my end of season report card grade for donato maybe i'm being a little bit generous because of his silk fucking mitts that he has in the shootouts but i'm giving him a b minus um, fair, very fair. I'm going to give him a C plus. So I don't think we're too far off. The reason I think I'm going for the C plus is, you know, yeah, he had those points, but like I said, again, if he didn't have though that span of, you know, I think it was like five or eight games where he got most of those points. If he played the way that he played the rest of the season without that flash in the pan, I think that he would have been at, you know, 10, 15 points this year and it would have been a different conversation, but I can't take it away from him. Those eight games where he did put up points. So that's why I'm going to give, Ryan Donato, a C plus, And I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of the podcast. Um, let us know what you think. Tweet at us. Let us know what you thought of Ryan Donato's season. Uh, let us know your report scarred, uh, score. Uh, Jesus, say that 10 times fast. Yeah. Um, we are a little scarred there. Yeah, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, rip on Nick for giving him a B-. minus. Nick, what's the, uh, what's the next episode? What's, what's the next player coming up? We're, we got a real banger 
lined up. Everyone who, uh, everyone loved to shit on this guy all year, and it's not going to stop with us. Uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, AKK. Pickles! Got he Pickles! <laughs> He's up on the docket for you guys, so look out for that one, I believe, uh, Sunday? I think it's Sunday, or Monday, technically. Look out for that one on Monday when we release that episode. Um, I actually ate a Vlasic pickle last night. Oh, there, oh, wow. How was it? it? Was it underwhelming? Did you overpay for the pickles? Was it $7 million? <laughs> they were too expensive for that 1.5 liter jar. I'll tell you that much. There you go. That's a good way to end off the podcast. Um, Nick, you got something to say there, actually? Oh, no. I was just going to say make sure you give us a follow at Sick Hungry Pod. You can find me on Twitter at NickFloor underscore. Okay. No, I just I just asked because you, you looked offended when I said you know we're the end of the podcast. Like you had you had a doozy lined up, but I just oh no, uh, sorry, nothing. It, just cut you off. I did, it's gone. The you can follow my body. She can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn producer pigeon at producer underscore pigeon. All right, folks. We'll catch you next time. All right, so Ryan Donato. His expected goals for was actually 22% higher, so, so therefore Ryan Donato is technically a better offensive player than Evander Kane. We're, we I are hate, using we are using that as an outtake at the end of one of the episodes. I hate people that are like that, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah.